Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Guideposts in Motion, a podcast highlighting risk, compliance, and security professionals with insights meant to keep you, your business, and operations moving forward. Today on our podcast, we are continuing our series, Privacy Matters, with part two. My name is Cody Schultz, Director of Investigations and Private Client Protection with Guidepost Solutions, and joining me again for this series is Seth Roden, Director of Program Management for Halo Privacy. Uh, Seth, last time we talked about privacy issues surrounding the Internet of Things, smart devices, and of course our cell phones. Uh, We also talked about the battle between privacy and convenience. But now let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. How does social media play a role in privacy and what's the bigger threat? Uh, The devices that make our lives simpler or is it our desire to share everything online with everyone in the world? (laughs) Uh, See, all of the above. No, uh, it's it's great to be back, Cody. Um, And, you know, social media is in some ways has kind of become everyone's favorite punching bag uh, recently, but it you know, there are very serious uh, privacy and security concerns uh, as it relates to social media. I mean, you have platforms with hundreds of millions, if not billions of users all over the world, and they're able to communicate with each other and they're able to share information with each other and they're able to, you know, organize, whether that's in a business sense, whether that's in a political sense, in a social sense, you know, all of these things that are bringing all these ways in which social media is able to bring people together, which I think is a great thing. Uh, However, I'm not sure if what social media has become is really this, uh, you know, I I don't think it's what people had in mind from a user standpoint uh, when they first signed up on these platforms. I, you know, I joined social media uh, back when I was in college. Uh, and, you know, I wasn't like a super active user. Uh, but, you know, all my friends were doing it. It, it was cool. You know, I could connect with my friends uh, first, you know, at, at my own college and then, you know, other colleges where I knew people at. We could, you know, post photos. We could send messages to each other. You know, it seemed like great, harmless fun. And then fast forward a few years and you know, there's billions of people on these platforms. The amount of data about these people is it's, you know, it's it's obscene just how much information one people are willing to share with the world on these platforms. Uh, And then two, you know, as soon as they share it, uh, it's very difficult to sort of ever, ever get it down. Uh, And so, you know, people, you know, share, you know, post photos of themselves and geotag where they are. You know, if they're on vacation, uh, they, you know, they sort of announce to the world, this is where I'm on vacation with my family. Doesn't it look, you know, spectacular? Uh, except now you're sharing A, that you're not home and B, you're sharing physically where you are. Or people are just posting updates about, you know, what they think uh, on a particular topic, which might be a very legitimate piece of discourse as relates to a political or a social or a economic topic. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that maybe don't hold the same view as as you're as you're sharing and all of a sudden you can kind of paint a target on your back just by publicly sharing information that you know might be very valid it might be a very valid opinion 
but maybe social media isn't the safest place to, you know, just kind of start blasting that information out there. But as you alluded to, these these platforms are making it increasingly easier to share more and more information with the world. Uh, and as up to this point, there haven't been a whole lot of sort of widespread societal pushback, you know, about, you know, what are we actually what's actually happening by, you know, billions of people sharing all this information on social media and granting social media companies all the information that you know that folks do when they sign up for these platforms you know there have been over the 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 last few years especially there have been some some fairly large cases involving privacy and data protection on these platforms so you know it's certainly something that is in it's on people's radar whether that's you know in in europe or even here in the u.s uh but you know there's still hundreds of millions and, and billions of users on, on these platforms. And so it's still a very popular, still a very popular forum. Uh, and still a very popular way to to connect with each other and to share information. Uh, and I'm not, it's not that I'm against human connection and, and sharing information with, with people that I want to share information with. Um, but it's, you know, I, I do have uh, concerns about just the amount of information that people share and, and ultimately, you know, who who then has access to that information. Right. And so knowing what these concerns are, you know, for those who are watching or listening in, or what are some real practical steps that we can take, you know, today to start protecting ourselves? So, I mean, as it relates to, you know, specifically to social media, I think a big one is privacy settings. If, if well, first, not necessarily beyond social media. Uh, if if you have legitimate privacy concerns, that that's a good place to start. If you're just you know, a regular, a regular person without serious privacy or security concerns, if you're going to be on social media, you know, make sure that your your social media accounts are locked down. Make sure that only people that you're connected with in your network can see information about your profile and can see what you post uh, and your your photos. I'm not sure it's really. Uh, a good idea for you know someone to post something on one of these social media platforms that every single user, whether it's hundreds of millions or even billions of people on that platform, could then have access to if they were to to search for it. Uh, so having those those security settings locked down, I think, is a an easy first first place to start. Uh, and then, kind of what I alluded to earlier on, you know information like where you happen to be at a particular time uh that can be that can be dangerous to share that information and whether you know someone is targeting you and your family from a, a physical safety standpoint if you're traveling abroad or people especially if you're you're someone of means people knowing that you're out of the country and you're not in your home you know that can be valuable information to someone uh looking to break in and, and steal your belongings. Right. Uh, and so, you know, not posting to the whole world that you're, you know, out of the country on your, you know, fabulous vacation, in Italy, you know, may, you know, while it's fun to, to have that information and to share it with people, uh, you know, maybe just send those photos to, you know, the, the friends that you really care about or to your family members so they can, you know, share in that experience. Um, you know, maybe, don't post it on on social media. 
Um, so that's kind of as it relates to social media, just some some very basic things that I think, you know, anyone can can start with. And then kind of building off of that, one of the things that you'll probably or maybe you've noticed uh, online, whether it's on your phone or whether it's on your computer, is that a lot of websites that you go to or a lot of applications that you go to, for some reason or another, want to know your location. Uh, and for some of them, it, you know, it makes sense. Like the weather app wants to know your location because it wants to give you the accurate weather. However, I'm not sure that, you know, I'm just picking on them. I don't bank with them, but I'm just using them as an example. I'm not sure that, you know, Bank of America needs to know what my physical location is for me to do banking with them. Uh, or I'm not sure that Sears needs to know my location for me to go visit their website and, and buy something from them. Uh, and so geolocation settings, I think, are another one, uh, both on social media, but just kind of in your general browsing. Uh, you know, and the, this can be on your phone or your computer. Uh, geolocation is something that I think is a really good idea to to limit to really only those apps that that you really need to share your location with. Uh, arguably, you could probably get away with not sharing your location with the weather app, uh, but certainly you don't need to share your location with financial institutions or you know retailers. Um, so I think geolocation is another one. Just because the more of that information, you know, is out there in the sort in the data market, uh, the more vulnerabilities you have, because even if, you know, company X that has your location data, even if they don't uh, suffer a, a data breach, one of the many other data brokers that maybe buys and then sells that information to another company, maybe they suffer a data breach. Uh, and then that information can then become can become accessible to 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 bad actors. Uh, so I think I think geolocation is uh, is another big one. Another one that I know is uh, is at the top of my list is pass or passwords. Nowadays, people have so many passwords for so many different accounts, both personal life and professionally. Uh, and it's you know it's super easy just to use one password for all of your accounts because then you're not having to remember. 38 other passwords. Uh, so from a convenience factor, sure, that's that's cool. However, you know, going back to data breaches, all it takes is for one of the various accounts or various websites that has your password information, all it takes is for one of them to be breached. All of a sudden, your, you know, your password, your username, your email address. It's out on either it's in the dark web or it's being bought and sold by criminal elements in, in other fashions. And if you happen to use that same password that is in the hands of you know bad actors for all of your accounts, uh, you know they you know these these folks will run scans of you know financial institutions, uh, you know other types of websites, retail sites. Um, anything that requires a username and password. And if that password is used across all of your accounts, uh, there's a pretty good chance that they, those accounts could also then be, be compromised. So not using the same password um, across all your accounts and then not using easily guessed passwords too. You know, certainly please don't use password. Uh, it's still a very common, it, you, every year you seem to see uh, you know, studies that look at these types of metrics, you know, what the most common passwords are. Uh, 
and password is still ranks very high on that list, which is, you know, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's also kind of disturbing that there are that many people out there using password uh, as their password. Because, uh, you know, this day and age with with compute, with the amount of computational capacity that that people have at their disposal, you know, a four character or a six character password. Yeah, it, it might stop someone from guessing what your password is. But if if a bad actor has any type of computational capacity behind them, a four or six character password is pretty easy to crack. Um, personally, I like, you know, at a minimum 14 character passwords, you know, yeah. numbers, letters, characters, you know, the whole the whole nine yards. That also means I can't remember them. Uh, there's no way I can remember all those passwords. Um, but, you know, luckily there, there are what are known as password managers, password managers, excuse me, that will generate these passwords for you, that'll save them for you. Um, they're super easy to use. It kind of takes all the guesswork out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to remember anything except for the master password to that password generator uh, uh, or password manager, excuse me. And, you know, I... I sleep well at night knowing that the passwords to all of my various accounts, they're, they have complex passwords and they're, they're saved securely. Okay. That's great, Seth. Yeah. Um, next time I'd like to get into some scenarios of people who may not fit the typical mold uh, of just your average citizen, but still nevertheless are going to face privacy issues and have some interesting responses. So again, thanks for coming on today. And then next time we'll get into uh, a bit more scenarios for those uh, outside normal Joes. So thanks again, Seth. Sounds great. Thanks, Cody. Thank you to our listening audience for tuning in today for another episode of Guidepost in Motion. Our next episode with Seth will feature specific scenarios related to social media and privacy issues. Until then, if you need assistance with securing your privacy, please visit our website at guideposttsolutions.com.